And let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do recognize this evening, even as we've just confessed in song, that our hope is not in ourselves. Our hope is not that we will hold ourselves fast or that we ourselves can be faithful. Our hope is in you. You, Lord, are the one who will hold us fast. We recognize that I could never keep my hold. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in your faithfulness, knowing the fickleness of our own faith and yet the greatness of our hope in you. And so, Lord, I pray that even this evening as we look at this passage, that we would be reminded that you will hold us fast, for you are faithful. Your grip will never slip. And that we would take comfort in that, Lord, that we would be encouraged. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm 119, 49 to 56. Remember the word to your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The proud have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remember your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my song in the house of my pilgrimage. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. As we continue our journey through Psalm 119, we see the continued theme of the, the psalmist's trust, his, his love for, his faith in the word of God. And we see continually throughout the, the Psalm 119 that the psalmist finds himself in a place of torment. He's going through something. There are those around him that are, that are calling him, trying to shake his faith, to lead him away. Yet all throughout this psalm, the psalmist returns time and time again to the fact that he loves the word of God. It is the word of God on which he is founded. It is the word of God that is everything to him, even as we'll see this evening. And so here he starts out in verse 49. Remember the word to your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. Remember the word to your servant. The psalmist here is calling for the Lord to remember his promises and to then act according to those promises. And that, yet note here that it's not some proud expectation of the psalmist because I deserve this, Lord. But how is he addressing the Lord? Remember the word of your servant. He's coming humbly before the Lord and yet in his humility, he is still trusting in the faithfulness of God. He expects this of the Lord because this is who he has found the Lord to be. He's not ordering the Lord around. He knows his place. He's coming humbly before him. It's not so much here that the, Lord, that the psalmist doubts the Lord or thinks that the Lord will forget his word. It's more that the psalmist himself needs to be reminded of this. In fact, in verse 52, he, he will come back. I have remembered this. He calls the Lord in verse 49, remember, but then in verse 52, I remembered. 
There's a recognition here that, that I need this. I need this reassurance that you are faithful. That you have not forgotten your promises. You have not left them behind. It's a constant reassurance. A constant returning to this. As he recounts to the Lord what the Lord has promised. Remember this promise, Lord. And remember that promise. And remember that promise. As he's going through this, he's reassuring his own heart. I think of uh, several years ago when I got engaged to Krista. I remember it was a... Let's see, I say I remember. I think it was a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. What I remember about it is we got to the farm and... uh, we were going out to this, I had this place in the field where we had taken a picture this one time and that was where I was going to get down, pretend like we were taking another picture and I was going to ask her to marry me there. And so we got there, we, we ate lunch and I was like, let's go for a walk. And so we go out and we go walking through the fields and I had the, the ring in my pocket and I had taken it out of the little foldy thing that they come in and I just had the ring sitting in my pocket. And the whole way walking through the field, I kept sticking my hand just making sure it was there, right? Or feeling the outside of my pain. I needed to be reassured that it was there. It's not that I thought that it had fallen out or, or that I wasn't secure in my pain. I just, I needed to be reassured that ring is right there. It's right there. I had my hand on it the whole way. That's kind of the idea here. The, it's just a constant reassurance, a constant return to it. Not that he thinks the Lord is not faithful or will not remember, but he needs to remember this. He's constantly going back to this and putting his hand back on these promises, if you will. Reminding himself they are still there. It's these very promises upon which the the psalmist hopes, as you see there. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my, my hope. My everything is in these promises. This is my comfort in my affliction. This, God's faithful word, knowing who God is and what he has promised and and clinging to those promises, that is the psalmist's comfort and affliction. In fact, that's really one of the key words in this section here, that word comfort. It shows up again in verse 52. In the, the chaos and the up and the down of the world that we live in, The psalmist finds comfort and hope in the word of God. Your word has given me life. It is his hope. It is his life. It brings him comfort. Verse 51, the proud have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. The proud have me in great derision. As they toss These jokes at the psalmist trying to throw him off course, trying to lead him astray, trying to show him how foolish it is to trust in the Lord. And yet then, rather than causing his grip to loosen, their taunts cause him to cling all the more to the Lord and his word. They have me in great derision. They look down on me, they taunt me, yet I don't turn aside from your law. It has no effect on me. The psalmist stands firmly because he knows that God's word will stand securely. He stands firmly, faithfully with the Lord because he knows that the Lord is faithful. 
He knows that he is built on a solid foundation that does not shift with the world around him. He stands on the eternal, powerful word of God. So, verse 52, I remembered your judgments of old. I remembered them. I brought them up. I reminded myself of them. Your judgments of old. There's an implication there. You said this a long time ago. And yet you have proven yourself faithful. The Lord has a long track record of faithfulness and that strengthens the psalmist's present faith. Time and time again, I have found you to be faithful. These promises are old. And yet they still stand. Because God is faithful. That's a comfort to the psalmist. That lifts him up, that encourages him. I think I've told the story before of the time I, I had the privilege to travel to China with my grandparents um, when I was in high school, I believe. I was 18 years old, so I was a junior, senior in high school. And um, I think it was my junior year, so maybe I was 17. Um, but I had, I, I had the privilege of, of traveling over to China with my grandparents. And um, we got to the end of the tour, and my grandparents were going on for another two weeks to visit some missionaries they knew over there. So I flew back from China by myself. And uh, I flew back to uh, Newark, New Jersey. I was supposed to get off the plane there. And uh, at that point, I was supposed to then get a plane to go back down to Greenville. And we got in late. My flight was the last flight out of Newark, leaving at like midnight. And um, so we get there. And turns out, my flight gets canceled. And, uh, and I've been overseas for a week. And, and this was back when... Um, cell phones were not as internationally friendly. So my phone had been turned off all week, so I get there and I turn it on, and I'm very, very low on battery. And so here I am as a 17-year-old, stranded in the New York, Newark, New Jersey airport, by myself. And uh, it's, it's by the Lord's grace I didn't end up on the streets of New York, because I actually, I just followed the crowd. I didn't know what I was doing. I followed the crowd, and we were heading out, and a security guard picked me out of the crowd and said, hey, you, you know if you go past this place, you're going to be out in the streets all night rather than in the airport. And I was like, okay, thank you. I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> so, uh, but I was, I was safe. I was in the airport all night. And uh, with the little bit of battery I had, I called my parents. Uh, they were freaking out, but they were, you know, working to get it done. But as a 17-year-old, I was able, it wasn't comfortable, right? It wasn't great. This wasn't something I planned or wanted. But I knew that my parents were working for me. I knew they were going to figure out. I knew that the next morning I was going to go out and there was going to be a ticket waiting for me that my parents were going to take care of. I knew that they weren't just going to be like, well, he's got to figure it out. My parents had a track record of love, right? They cared about me. I had seen this time and time again. I knew they weren't going to abandon me in Newark, New Jersey. So it made my night a little bit better. But that's kind of the idea here. The psalmist knows the Lord. He knows his faithfulness. He knows his promises. And maybe his life may not be easy. There are those around him who hold him in great derision. But he knows one thing, that the Lord will not abandon him. 
Just as I knew that come morning, there's going to be a ticket for me. The psalmist knows that in the end, I'm going to find God to be faithful. That's what I'm hoping in. That's what brings him comfort. In fact, we see in verse 53, not only does the word comfort the psalmist, but it's even changed the psalmist. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. His commitment to the Lord and to his word dictates how the psalmist sees the world around him. He loves what the Lord loves. He hates what the Lord hates. It's the idea here of of righteous anger, even that we see in Ephesians 4.26. He looks at the world around him. He sees the wickedness. And he is angry at it. It fills him with indignation. He sees things through the eyes of faith, through the lens of the word of God. He agrees that these things are wicked and that God is holy and beautiful and and this world around me is wicked. I hate this. And yet even in that, the word is his solace. As he clings to the promises that God will not abandon him. Verse 54, your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. Again, this gives us kind of an insight into how the psalmist views his life. He recognizes this, this world is not his home. He's just a pilgrim passing through. And his song on the road of life is the, Lord, is, is the word of the Lord. It is the word of the Lord. It's the promises of God that lead him and that comfort him on this pilgrim road through life. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. That idea there of in the night may indicate a time of adversity. Even in times of adversity, I remember. There's that word again that we've seen several times throughout this section. Remember, remember. One commentator says this, even when his experience is chaotic during the night of his affliction, his spiritual sight remains clear. Because he knows who the Lord is, he keeps what the Lord says. Even in the night, he keeps the word of the Lord. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. This has become mine. His whole life now is described by the word of God and doing what the Lord says and loving what the Lord loves and hating what the the Lord hates. This is how I view life. This, This word of the Lord, it is mine. It is everything to me. Because I have kept your precepts, because I have loved your word. The word of God is the psalmist's hope. It's the psalmist's direction. It's the psalmist's solace. Really, it's the psalmist's everything. I think there's a challenge for us in here. Is the word of God your everything? Do you value it rightly? Do you see life through the lens of this book? through the perspective of who God is, the promises he has made, what he alone has said. 
This is our rock. This is the foundation on which we must build our lives. Not thrown about by the chaos of the world around us, but firmly rooted in the word of God. Could you say with the psalmist that your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage? That as you walk through this life, what is your song? Is that the word of God? Is this your testimony? Or is it something else? Do you love the word of God? Do you cling to the word of God? Or do you think that you don't really need it? It's not that important. It's one of those easy answers we talked about on Sunday. Right? If it weren't for, or, or if, besides the gospel, what is, right, how many times, we, well, besides the Bible, what? This is one of those easy answers, but it's one of those easy answers that we can't run past. This is the word of God. This is where we stand. Hopefully you stand there with the psalmist. And I would encourage you, if not, then let's talk. Let's rearrange your priorities. Let's get things straight. And uh, 